We've had about a month now to fester on the run up the score rankings month, and now we've got some updates. Now that training camp has opened, we got some holdout guys we got to update you on. We got some injuries that we unfortunately have to update you on, and a lot more to get to. So we are going to give you our rankings update. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott. Yo. And Scott, you and I are fantasy analysts, but now we have a master in our midst, Tom Hillier. Hey. Congrats everybody. on the master's degree, big fella. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I didn't realize there Lots were of hard masters for fantasy yet. I got <laughs> yeah. well, to get on the books. You know, um... It's a it's a course, and I think they they're gonna yeah. offer me a tenure. Oh, and nice! I, yeah, I'll just uh, I'll just coast off that for the rest of my life. Yeah, nice, dude. That's sweet. And that <laughs> is the education system. <laughs> um, so we are uh, gentlemen. Congratulations! We are gentlemen to all of us <laughs> because as of right now, there is not a week between now and the Super Bowl that there is not an NFL football game. Now, some of them have far more importance than others. The game that's happening this week is barely a game. Yeah, I don't care. The for Hall a while of Fame still. game is this week. Um, I Roddy care more Harrison about videos should... in camp than I do about preseason games. So then, what have you liked from videos from camp? You so know what far, I've Scott? hated? Oh yes, there's ads before them on. Oh now. God, don't I'm even almost get me started. I think I'm almost thankful for it because now I'm not watching well, like these insanely stupid. Right? Videos. Yeah, you're kind of cleaning it out a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I'm like I can't watch this. Snickers and you know ad. what? Just to watch someone, you know. Yeah. Just to watch Curtis Samuel catch a pass over the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and get two hand touched. Well, but I mean, Tom, we were just talking about the boys on Amazon, oh, and that rocks. their ads were probably in front of every video. Well, they will be now the, the because the FBI week. agent who monitors me mm. has noticed that I was just streaming the boys. That's good. That's like good point. crazy. It's a horrible title, the boys. Oh yeah. Um, just yeah. like New Girl. It's the Netflix show about the super Amazon. heroes. Yeah. Amazon show about the superheroes, the collateral damage, and the uh, the collateral damage the consequences. inside their brains as well. Yes, that's interesting. Scott, really anybody cool. uh, popping out at you in terms of camp videos? Um, I mean, Kyler Murray really. I mean, I I knew he could throw and I knew he could move, but I've seen a lot of drills of like them having him scramble and throw balls into nets and stuff like that. And I know it that really means nothing, but. It, <laughs> He just looks so good out there. The catch, yeah. the one-handed snag from uh, Larry Fitz that I saw him drop on the sideline too is just like, oh my god, this yeah. is this could potentially be what we actually think it is. So, I would say that um, nothing else has really like yeah. really jumped out at me. Like, there's no like Terrell Pryor one-handed catch that I'm just selling my life, which to might yet. be for the best. Yeah, I think maybe He's I'm on just the learning. Jags. <laughs> the is video's he really gonna come? He yeah, better, I think he better not now. mess with Danny oh. Westbrook. Tom, any videos uh, popping out for you? Um, just the usual stuff on Pornhub. And <laughs> oh, that's how we're. That's where we're taking this. Okay. okay yeah, you know, Tom. there's some amateur stuff that. Stop. <laughs> Stop. For the some, kids, Tom. Some new rookies. Yeah, I got my eye on a couple prospects. A few hills I'm willing to die on. Nice plug. That's Good save. Stand. Stop it. <laughs> Speaking um, of uh, writing plugs, Draft Day for Dummies will be out, yes. I believe, when you hear this. Maybe not, but if not, it's going to be close. This comes out on uh, July 30th, so we got two more days. Yeah, it's going to be. It's close Ruts to that. Ruts.ff.com. I'm sure we'll we'll be tweeting it out and Before stuff we on, get to on the it. day. It's also not two more days. So Is it? It's a couple more. Oh, yeah. 31st and August 1st, two days. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. 
I've really liked the Tom. Baker Odell connection. Uh, you'll you'll see a very nice contradictory statement about that in a couple of minutes. Of course. But um, another guy I've really liked and been surprised by, I don't know if you guys saw, Daniel Jones completed a pass. <laughs> and I was in Target the other day, and they had those football cards that, Scott, you and I used to collect in droves. Oh, yeah, still and have a big box. They were like a dollar each, so I was like, why not? And who do I pull? But wow. a Daniel Jones car, rookie, a card, rookie card with a rookie. part of his rookie mini camp uniform Whoa. in the card you better hold on to that dude those are those are a known not that good of a quantity anymore dude the, that could be worth 20 bucks someday dude imagine if i get this you thing hear the signed. hard clap of that thing it's, it's like a, a heavy card it's like a metal card look at this i better i'm, I'm putting this back in my pocket so i'm not tempted <laughs> to do that the whole time rankings updates in addition to just, yeah, just falling in love time. it'll sound really yeah. good yeah. yeah in addition to i mean we can transition videos, into uh, but oh, wait, uh, we're doing followers first right well, this is what you decided, so you tell me. Yeah, I, I, I got ahead. I jumped the gun on myself there. Well, we like to bring it down in the beginning and then rise back up. Yes, that's yes. usually yes. How we that's do normally it. how we follow. I got excited because I brought up Kyler Murray. He's in my risers, but it's okay. We can start with followers. Well, who's who's a quarterback that's falling down your rankings right now? Reality kind of set in for uh, me with Josh Allen. Um, as much as I like, I do love him. I I just. I couldn't give him the rushing max. Like I think I just kind of had him at his rushing max. Whereas now I think that uh, you know it's just not realistic that he's going to get as many rushing yards. I had him for like ten rushing touchdowns. So when that's a lot. When you and when you take that away from a quarterback, when you're when you're you know fine tuning your rankings, he's going to drop a lot. You know, and that's kind of what I noticed with him and another uh, my other guy who fell really. Uh, Mitch Trubisky was the other guy who dropped <gasps> fours. I know, Tom. I'm sorry. I, it, it hurt me Tom's to do it. Tom's hurt in hearing all of this, Scott. But you know, just like I think I made, I overestimated their rushing upside, so I wanted to like clean that up. And when I did, they really dropped a lot. I also, I don't know, I'm not as big on Mitch as as Tom is. To my other guy that fell a lot was was Matt Ryan. I had him at seven. He dropped to eleven. He's just like was an unsexy option. He was like for a me. casualty for me as yeah. like a guy who just kind of just fell down my ranks a little bit. But I looked at it. I was like, I would still take him. Oh like, yeah, like, I'd you know, still he's have like, him. But he's just... like the most unsexy, potentially elite option out there. Yes, unsexy right is in your favor, of course. Absolutely, yeah. because that's where we get to strike in the eleventh and twelfth rounds, taking our starting quarterbacks. Or you know, if you're risky like Tom, you take him in the fifteenth round. Or if you know, or you, you see him. someone who's really good and they're just falling undeservedly. Yeah, there, right. There's years I wind up with Aaron Rodgers. It's not that right, I go into right. the draft and say. I'm getting Mitch Trubisky. Right. This sure. year, I might say that, though. I think it's going to be a lot of Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> a lot of Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't move either of them. The only guy that I really went a little further down on, I'd say, is also Kyler Murray. Um, okay. At the same time, I did mark down his rushing a but little bit. But you had him like way But I had him pretty high, and he's in, a, he's in an area between Cam Newton and Kyler Murray, Mitch, and Lamar, the boys yeah. right now for yeah. me, honestly, yep. the sweet spot. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what I edited was just the little onesie-twosie, and no one really changed ranks. Right, yeah, oh, so, um, so the drop wasn't too well, far. From my quarterback anyway. rankings were pretty static. Some other positions that we'll get to, a little more hectic. Fluid. Yeah. Uh, I had two fallers. Baker Mayfield went from five to eight. I still believe in him. But just not as much. I mean, they're they're talking about him throwing forty touchdowns this year. Like that's not going to happen. Not no. to me, you know. Um, and because of that, like I'm not viewing him as highly as I do these other elite options, the Lux, Rogers, Mahomes, and Watsons of the world. You know, I moved Kyler Murray ahead of him. Yep. I moved um, a couple of other people ahead of him. Um, just I've got it right now. Pretty much whoever you can imagine. Drew, I have Drew Brees and guy. Jared Goff ahead of Baker Mayfield as well now. 
And um, I think sneak preview of my riser. I too. actually have Jared Goff below Baker Mayfield, but pretty much everyone else I have above Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I've got him at 15. We talked about that ad nauseum on the QB rankings. Yeah. But I just, you know, he doesn't rush around like these other guys. And this is a year where there's so many rushing quarterbacks, even new ones, even old ones. Yeah. Presumed health in full 16 games. And even he's not going to float to the top of the rankings. Is he going to have good games? Absolutely. Is he yes. a good quarterback? Absolutely. Don't but, hate him. But for me, like, even though I do think he's a great thrower, I don't think he has those those like opportunities to really explode just because they're gonna be have a good competitive team. Whereas like you could see like a guy like Carson Wentz throw for like four hundred and fifty yards in a game. I don't know if you'll see that with Baker Mayfield. So for like those reasons throughout the course of the year, I think that's why he kind of dropped from my rankings too. I got him at thirteen, which I think is a respectable rank, and I'll probably even have him move down a little more as it as we get closer. The truth comes to light. It yeah. does. It does. Uh, let the other people get hyped on them. On I him. agree, man. L- let's talk risers now. Uh, who, who's been one guy in particular? I mean, the, however many of you guys feel like mentioning that have come up your ranking. The yet. absolute obvious answer is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. With yeah. Tyreek Hill. That's that was back. one of the yeah. things I wanted to make sure that, that we uh, yeah. brought up. That obviously helps him out so much. It's amazing. Um, that I, help. I still I have him like practically interchangeable with Deshaun Watson. I still have Aaron Rodgers as quarterback one. Yeah. Um. I can't knock the rushing, and it's always going to come to that for me. The way that I'm going to grade these guys out, Aaron Rodgers is just going to outrush Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And Deshaun Watson is going to outrush Patrick Mahomes. Deshaun Watson is rushing so much by the goal line that I actually moved him up as well. I should actually right. mention that. Yeah. Um, Lamar Miller, the, the th- he's almost like a Dalvin Cook where – He's not getting any rushing attempts inside the goal line. Right. He's like getting Cam Newton. Yeah. I think Deshaun Watson <laughs> is the new Cam Newton right. kind of deal here. That's his area. So that helps him as a quarterback, obviously, in fantasy. Those six point passing yeah. touch or the six point passing touchdown leagues yeah. might disagree a little bit. How more. many how many rushing touchdowns you got for Watson? Seven? Seven. Yeah, me too. I, I think, think that's I had, a good number for I had him. five, and that seems pretty conservative. Yeah, I think five's I think five's probably yeah. his floor. I still ha- I had Mahomes at one. I still have him at one, and I actually didn't change his statistics at all. I think it's just a redistribution of where those statistics are compiled. Sure. And I'll, of course, a lot of them are going to go to Tyreek Hill. We're going to get to Tyreek Hill for a big portion of the wide receiver section of this episode. Yeah. But like Mahomes was what five thousand and fifty touchdowns last year. That doesn't happen. And. It's probably not going to happen. You know, like, so I had him at 4,800 yards and 45 touchdowns before it was announced that Tyreek Hill was suspended. I think that's right around where he goes. Yeah, I just took a couple picks from Mahomes. I think Tyreek Hill saves him on a couple. (laughs) I seriously did that too, actually. (laughs) So I think he might save him on it. But Can't throw picks when Tyreek Hill runs faster, runs past the entire defense. And so now I have Rodgers literally one fantasy point ahead of Mahomes. Wow. For me, it's more of a coin flip uh, than you guys. Yeah. Uh, any other risers that you guys wanted to bring up? I had um, Jared Goff, I think, with Cooper Cup back. I think it makes their passing game more effective in the yeah. red zone. And they're going to lean on it more, too. There. Cooper Cup, not on the pup. No. That's awesome news. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, I was 100% dropping a Cooper and Cup. And anyone else. I mean, go back and listen to the QB rankings. We talked yeah. about these guys in, um, in detail, excruciating Yeah, yeah detail. a lot of, you know, I just kind of put respect on some veterans that we've always liked. I had Phil at 19. <laughs> I moved him up to 15. Yeah. Um, I just moved Carson Wentz up from 19 to 10. Carson Wentz, I had at 15. Because I, I had him for him like 2,100 yards. Uh, Cam, I moved up from 11 to 8. And, uh, my, you know, my biggest riser, like I said before, 
is uh, Kyler Murray. I'm really buying into the air raid, man. I just, I really am. Yeah, and Cam Newton, something I didn't say on the QB rankings episode, if he plays 16 games, he finishes a top four quarterback every single time. It's like career. a stone cold lock. Yep. So I moved so, him up to eight. Yeah. If because literally health, because of that. Yeah. I had Cam in the 20s and he ended up in the in the top 15 for me. Um, you know, I'm comfortable with it. And I, think I mean, like, if you if you watch uh, All or Nothing, the new Amazon Prime cover of them, extremely difficult to not root for. Cam. This episode sponsored by Amazon Prime. Yeah, right. No <laughs> really? kidding. We're killing it for them. They should pay us, but they obviously don't. Um, Cam Newton, though, no. they pay me. He was awesome in that. It kind of you know sheds a light on why Cam's even cooler than you know he's cooler than cool. And for that reason, you know, you bump him up a little bit. Yeah, I'm rooting <laughs> for the guy and his ridiculous post game outfits. Yeah. Let's uh, move it on. All right, running backs then. Uh, we've got fallers. I'm gonna. I'll start this one just because two of my fallers are guys who we thought were gonna be lead dogs when this season started. Yep. All the way back in you know April when we did episode Darius, one. Darius, guys. Uh, no, Philip Lindsay and Chris Carson. Rashad Penny looks to be heavily involved, and the Seahawks are gonna run a lot. So I still have Carson squarely in my top 20 i went moved yep. him down from 11 to 18 i was just a little too high on him especially if penny's going to be a problem which it seems like he will be another two starters looking like they're going to yeah. have some problems for me uh darius guys who i moved down uh from 30 all the way down to 37 so i don't really even think he's startable at this point until you know really until he proves otherwise he could be a roller coaster where if you start to see him really eat in the preseason and there's a commitment to him from the you know offensive coordinator running back coach head coach type of thing you you can see him shoot kind of back up but for now i'm going to leave him buried because i'm just unsure i don't want it, i don't want anything yeah. to do with that right now the value he's going at let him go yeah and it's he's not catching passes no not, no not it seems unlikely soon. yeah uh, the other big dropper for me and another guy I think we should bring up because right now he's being drafted as a top 15 pick, and I don't think he should be anymore. That's Joe Mixon. Yeah. I've, so where does is, where is he land in your draft, Scott, in the ideal position? Top 25? I mean, right now I dropped him I dropped him all the way from my RB9, which normally doesn't make it out of the top 15 picks, and it makes sense. Mm -hmm. I got him at 14 now, which in a lot of drafts you can see go late in the second yeah. round, even towards the beginning of the third round once receivers and, and some fools draft tight ends and quarterbacks and stuff <laughs> like that. But I really think that that's where yeah. he should be going at this point. His offensive line is depleted. Okay. They just lost A.J. Green. This offense is going to be – it could be rough for him, you know, and as much as I love Tyler Boyd, he's only one man, and if they're going to struggle with the offensive line, Dalton's injury prone, and if he goes down, this thing can go off the rails real fast, and if I'm going to spend a top 15 pick on somebody, I ain't invested in Joe Mixon like that, so I, I nerfed his numbers down, and it reflected in the ranks. I think all of your reasons are valid, but let me just say this. Almost all of that happened last year, and Joe Mixon still led the AFC in rushing. True. After missing two games, so he's versatile. He's a guy that can get it done for you, but... There's no storyline going on around the Bengals right now that will suggest that Joe Mixon is worth a front-end second-round pick. No. It's just the value is just not there. Exactly. And I agree with that. Exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, revisit him. The, the hope is is that he's you know a three-down guy, but you've still got Gio Bernard. You've still got other people there. Yep. And Scott mentions the offensive line. They lose their best uh, offensive guard, and things are not. And the rookie things, that they just yeah. drafted like a top-15 pick. Exactly. Things are not going perfectly well for them, which is why – I dropped him as well. I was almost going to lead into a, a riser, but I realized that we've got more people to hate on. Kenyon Drake oh. losing a lot of ground to Kalen Balazs. Do I hate him? I didn't drop him. Absolutely not. I don't hate him, but I he did drop him. He was still my RB25. I have. I still have him at RB25. I think he, he didn't even move at all. 
I th- I took him down from uh, running back 18 because I was extremely high on you him. You were the highest on him. Uh, into the 20s, the low 20s. Th- here's the thing now. He's going to get a lot less carries, I assume. But I still think that the team is so bad, and I don't yes. need to be like Like all-time bad, right. potentially. Is that, like, he we is like bad still, teams for receiving He's still backs. reliable, and that was the thing. So like he's going to always be reliable as a PPR bailout, right? Because Kalen Balazs yes. is not that sort of skill set. And what I was hoping was if he would to win, or if he were to win the job, then he's game script d- you're undefeatable. Not, you're not fearlessly starting Kenyon Drake, like leaving yes. your draft with Kenyon Drake as your RB two anymore. Yeah, he, now he's a flex. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and I think that's the case. Because and he's a good flex, flex and a must start against the Patriots. Nine nine right. total touchdowns last year for Drake. So yeah, and, I, and this is a, a good player. And close to total, a thousand total yards. There's total reason to believe in him. Oh yeah, but if Kalen Balazs is making up this much ground right now. There's total reason to be a little bit more concerned. Yeah, I think yeah. the public will be a little concerned, and Kenyon Drake will slide, and that will only help me to pick him more often. Can't forget, yeah, too, new exactly. head coach, new offensive coordinator in Miami, so they don't really have any allegiance to Drake or Balazs. It's just going to be Trying to the guy who's performing right better and the guy that fits their scheme better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And one of the things that you can kind of hang your hat on as well is uh, Coach Brian Flores is a new head coach. He comes from New England where they had a very defined role backfield, especially over the past two years while he was there. Yeah. So maybe Kalen Balaj is his LeGarrette Blunt, and maybe Kenyon Drake is James White, and they're both you know valuable. And yeah. I think that that actually is what's going to yeah. be the case. And I just wanted to get back. Uh, I'm, I'm following on Philip Lindsay. Just it seems like Royce Freeman's going to be there and be a threat to take carries away. Lindsay's the smaller back. He's the more destructible back. He's, yeah. He was dealing with the wrist issue. I think he's going to be fine. He was, you know, fully participating in their first day at training camp, so yes. we're not worried about that. But I did move him down slightly from thirteen to sixteen, just as a precautionary measure. I've actually had him even lower than that for the the entirety of this time. Yeah, me too. I've always put respect on Royce Freeman, and me I'm too. very scared. Currently. Yeah, I have I have Lindsay at at twenty one myself. I'm at twenty two. As I think a lot of us should how be about, afraid of. What's how about on. Uh, Nick Chubb? Where you guys got him ranked? I had him. Oh, I had him in like the sixteen range and i got him at 20 now how about you tom i still have him uh unmoved at 21 21 and it's it's a tough one because i, I, have I want 19. i want someone who's gonna be there for oh. the end of the year guaranteed well i know we can all try to figure out a guarantee nick chubb was we like want the opposite of a guarantee when you're but drafting in the, the top four or five ever. rounds and I, obviously i talk about it in the draft day for yeah. dummies you need that certainty you know and yeah. he, he doesn't provide that and if you're going down the stretch you know so what if you're seven and one we had a buddy who was seven and one and he didn't even make the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> well uh he's I just, gonna hate that Sorry, i just realized <laughs> i forgot one particular name in my risers that i wanted to make sure we mentioned austin eckler did we get to risers? good one good one. Oh we no didn't. we didn't get to risers yet <laughs> yeah, that's right so that's part of it risers <laughs> I've got Austin Eckler. Nice one. Uh, he was in my top 30, and now he's squarely on the edge of my top 20 because of the Melvin Gordon holdout. I shot and, him up seven spots. You know, this is he, yes, he's not fared well in the RB1 role, but that's what Justin Jackson is there gonna for. He's not going to be that, yeah. He's going to have a bigger role without Melvin Gordon, and he's going to have Justin Jackson there to handle the in between the tackles running that Justin Jackson does better than Austin Eckler anyway. So I think Austin Eckler's got a great path to a productive year. Especially Agreed. if Melvin Gordon ends begins his begins the season in his holdout, which he's indicated that he would be willing to do. 
Uh, don't forget, Melvin Gordon's missed at least two games every year of his career. So if he misses games after he comes back after the holdout, that's another opportunity for Austin Eckler. I'm really going all yeah. in on Austin Eckler. Well, the good Eckler thing about year. Austin Eckler is uh, amazing draft I, value. I love Justin Jackson as mm-hmm. well. But I think the good thing with Austin Eckler is you you know what you're getting with him throughout the whole year. And yep. he'll probably be used no matter what. If Melvin Gordon and Justin Jackson do this, uh, you know, on again, off again, exactly. This little tango takes two of them to do it. Then Austin Eckler is the known quantity and I can get why you'd be excited. And I would get why the chargers would want some reliability in their scheming and their game plans. And they go to a guy like him. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the biggest risers, I'm going to say it for everyone. Cause I'm sure he climbed all our ranks because we love him. Of course, the Titans are saying they're going to give oh, the workhorse God. load to Derrick Henry. Here we go again. Six spots up from I, 21 <laughs> to 15. Give me the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Inject it into my veins. I am back in, reluctantly, but back in on Derrick Henry. I had again. him at 17, and I kept him there. I kept him at 20. But, but obviously, He is dealing with believe. some sort of leg injury right now. Yeah. Bubble wrap really until early. the season starts. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't catch the passes for me, and I would love to see them do that with him. Yeah, he's a bruiser. If you have like, he's a flex guy. If yeah. you have some of these older uh, PPR assets that you want to try to target in the later rounds, and then I you think pair he's a him good, with a really good zero RB strategy. Yeah, I mean, he's exactly like you grab him, you grab Jordan Howard, or maybe you grab like some of these PPR guys that right. you know, Chris Thompson or whatever, yeah. and you play that game yeah. because that's what you're going to have to do. But this year, like you mentioned, zero RB. I mean, it's hard to think of a year where it's going to be better in that first, second round yeah. where you can just get absolute studs. Yeah, and in, in that, especially when you're picking at that back yeah. end, you get yourself a Julio-Tyreek combo. I'm flirting a lot with the zero RB strategy right now. Yeah. But – a guy who I'd love to be flirting with is uh, Carry On Johnson. <laughs> yeah, you you haven't you, you got to get his number at this point. Carry On. <laughs> yeah, it, what's funny is I haven't moved him up because I already had him here. Yeah. But I, I I know everyone in the world is moving him up. Yeah. So I'm just gonna say it. The Carry On Johnson Ooh. is the bell cow here. They took away Theo Riddick. They cut the guy. Yep. We were waxing poetic about how great that would be if they did, and they did. Yes. You uh, look at his backup, C.J. Anderson. What happened to him last year in camp? He got Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yeah. What happens this year? He gets he carry gets on. Carry on. <laughs> and the thing is, is that is so beautiful for you. I remember last year when they signed C.J. Anderson and I had Christian McCaffrey on my dynasty team. And right. I thought, you know what? This is actually good. Yeah. <laughs> because they're not going to bring in someone else. Yeah. They have a guy who's fine. Yeah. And he's not better than my guy. Yeah. So that and is exactly what's going to happen here. here. Yep. They're both adept in the passing game. They can run between the tackles. Carryon Johnson is going to rumble this year. The tier team has a commitment to running the ball. Yep. They cut their third down back. Please, God, give me Carryon Johnson. Everywhere. But I, I want to draft today zero because he's going to be RB1. Oh, yeah, yep. I, I'm not even sure you can get him in zero RB I anymore. Oh, man. Like from the back third of the round. Yeah. Because yeah. he's in that weird. He's in a weird hitch. Yeah, yeah he I'm, is. Once his ADP settles, I'm going to have to really do some research about how, how you're going to get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is going to be it's gonna one of those things. You're probably going to have to reach in a couple spots. But I think he's the kind of guy that, uh, you know, even though I don't have him that high in my rankings, he's the kind of guy that I would reach for on draft day yeah. because of, the, you know, the upside that's that's really built into him. And honestly, yeah. another guy who I feel very similarly about is Josh Jacobs. I, I shot him up my rankings. I haven't met running back 15. I haven't met 18, so I'm, I'm joining you in 
that charge. There's a commitment to Josh Jacobs over and, there. And when, what do you, more do you need? Major commitment to yeah, him. Yeah, and there's so many reasons touches. to be happy about yeah. it. It's just unbelievable. Josh Jacobs, the the first round running back picked this year, right. right? Which usually, you know, we're used to seeing this being Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, and they immediately rise to the first round. When right. I'm watching this on draft day, I'm like, all right, he's probably maybe a, he could be a back end first by, by the time the season comes around. I think of him as a second round pick. That never happened. It never materialized. No one got the hype going for him. Yeah. And you know what? He's still got to get through all of the preseason, though. I think he's going to because you know what, Don? 99% of the players get through it. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, Doug Martin. I just meant he's got to get through the preseason without, like, turning so many heads that his ADP goes oh, up. Well, that's true. Doug Martin from week 12 on last year where he became the guy. Yeah. Only had one game below 10 carries. It was just a weird game versus the Bengals. Yeah. And he had a few games above 18 carries. And from, let me see, from a certain point on, they had he had either 100 yards or a touchdown in six of the last eight games or whatever yep. it was after that bye. I think that's the exact stat. I'm anyway. getting that for you, Tom. He either had 100 yards or a touchdown or both, and that's Doug Martin. Yep. That's old Doug Martin. That's unreliable. And... And Marshawn Lynch was doing the same shit. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not like he, it's not like uh, he was he was carrying the mail too. Um, the Raiders want to establish the run. I'm with you. I'm all in on him too. While Don's digging that stuff. No, that's from week 12 on. I got it. It's from week 12 on, and from week eight on. Um, it's actually week 11. Well, there you go. Yeah, oh, nice. week 11, 51 yards and a touchdown. Week 12, 61 yards and a touchdown. Week 13, 30, 16 carries for 32 yards and a touchdown. Uh, week 14, nine carries for 39 yards against Cincinnati. Week 15, 121 carries, 107 yards and a touchdown. That's a big boy day. Week six, or uh, game 16, so week 17 against the Chiefs, 21 carries for 100 yards. So my point to that is that... And that's old, bad Doug Martin. Yeah, and that's the Raiders who we always talk about need red zone options. It shows that they're running the ball in the red zone yeah. with Doug Martin. Yeah. So run know, the ball with crazy. your young guy. First round picks, they get ten plus carries a game, no yes. doubter. That's they're why gonna they're going to have to. to but that's why those. The pick. That's why those guys floated up in the drafts before. Yes. So do I expect an enormous float from Josh Jacobs? I guess I didn't, but I expected a bigger one, and I think that going with that gut feeling might reward a lot of people. Cool. Yeah, I'm hoping the hype train doesn't run off the tracks on him. That's it, it's just not. It's just that's that's yeah. my only fear. I think he's on the perfect team. That's my only fear. Yeah, but dude, not he, for him. If he for non hype, if he goes in the preseason, you know, and just is dominating, he's gonna get that respect. Yeah. I think, which is unfortunate. Can I get one? Uh, or Scott, did you, have you given any yet? I'm just gonna go through. Yeah, I go have for like it. you know David Montgomery. We didn't bring up who's worth bringing up because he's gonna climb. I don't have him climbing. Not too. much I reports mean, out of the Bears in terms of backfield. Yeah, and carries. Matt Nagy's like, listen, Matt I'm spreading Nagy, this yeah. thing, man. So I only moved him up to 33, but I had him buried. So, um. Listen, that's a great plan until the season starts and you figure out that like half of these weapons that you want to spread the ball around to aren't working the way that you want them to. Yeah. And you another guy I mean? like, that like I really I really think I didn't have him move up that much, but I'm gaining more and more excitement for him. Yeah. Is Latavius Murray. And I think he's like not getting the recognition for the role that he's about to step into. 2017, Mark Ingram was RB6 and Alvin Kamara was RB3. Yeah. This offense can sustain two top 10 running backs. We've seen Latavius Murray be a top 10 running back. We've seen him do it in Minnesota for stretches. We Oakland. saw him do it in Oakland for an entire season. So this guy can do it. 
He's he in a role where he's going to get year. touches. He's really good in the red zone. He's a really good receiving back. I think people are really, really sleeping on this guy. He, he I moved him up from 32 to 28. I think he's just going to keep climbing for yep. me. And he's a guy in those His you know, six, seven, eight, nine right rounds. Now. you got to you got to yeah. take Latavius Murray. Yeah. He's a great pick. Yep. Um, Alfred Morris just signed with the Cowboys. Breaking news. Potentially Zeke insurance. Just That's all it is. Yes. Jerry Jones yes. had a quote today. You don't, oh, God, you don't need for him, for a, a rushing yard champion to be a Super Bowl champion or whatever. 100% but true. You can right. be an RB1 and not lead the league in rushing, as yeah. Alfred Morris has proven. Well, yeah. does Alfred Morris become the handcuff? I'd say so. Uh, yeah, because Rod Smith is a, is a, uh, giant. a giant. He's a giant. Yeah. Um, and, and they have the rookie uh, Pollard. Pollard so. Who I spent a shitload of fab on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, if, think, I think so, though. But I if think they're it's super Morris. big on Pollard, then why are they bringing in Morris? You know well, what I mean? Well, you know, yeah, so. go ask Darren McFadden yeah. about that. Maybe one, Theo though. Riddick's nice, next. Dude. <laughs> Good one. You know, I actually think Theo Riddick has a shot to go there. The, yeah. the signing of Alfred Morris hurts that a little bit, but Theo Riddick could ruin a perfectly good backfield. Yeah. He's worked out with like the Saints and I think the Cardinals. Yeah, this week. Shit's scared of where he's going to go. Oh, Broncos. That's what it was. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there while the news was hot. It literally just broke like 10 minutes ago. Uh, Let's talk wide receivers. Uh, Falling. I'm slightly falling on Odell Beckham. Going back to my love of him catching passes. Is that just because you put Tyreek Hill in front of him? No. I I had him go from four to eight. So I have him. What the hell? Let's drop. Yeah. So I don't know. I just. The new team, I had him for like 1,400 yards and th- 12 touchdowns. I took him down to 1,210. I have Odell at seven also. Yeah, so. I have um, him for 1,413 touchdowns. And then what I think a, a few of us have is Sammy Watkins drops because of the Tyreek Hill news. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Mecole Hardman falls out of the sky. Is yeah. Mecole Hardman undraftable? No. Okay. No one is undraftable in that Fair offense enough. because – I mean, obviously, Sammy Watkins mm. is an injury risk. How many people took McCall Hardman in the first round of Dynasty? How many people I traded mean, out of the sixth pick where they were going to get McCall Hardman? How many people <laughs> traded Tyreek Hill for not anything at all? Yeah. I mean, I got something out of it, but I still regret it. I traded I'm him sure. straight up for Adam Thielen. Yeah. Yeah. Still oh, hurts. Still hurts. It's, Did Adam Thielen hurt. fall in it's, your rankings? It's going to hurt a lot more when no. the season starts, too. No, and yeah, I mean, I had seen stuff on Twitter, swear to God, where someone traded Tyreek Hill for a second round yeah. pick. Oh, my God. Here's a I guy just thought that, he was out of the league. Here's a guy I think I'm going to surprise you with this one as a faller. T.Y. Hilton. Um, What'd you have him drop to? Both I of you guys are just at, breaking my heart. I had him at 11. I dropped him to 16. Um, okay. I like him for yardage, you know. But for me, he never. Yeah, he he typically plays. He he you know he can make it through a full season. I don't doubt that. But he's not a hundred catch guy. You know, he's like a eighty-five to ninety catch guy, and he's or not. Less. A, and he's not a touchdown guy either. I'm on so that. like he's he, a yardage guy. He really has to dominate yards for you to have a top ten season. Or Andrew Luck really has to lock in on him. My fear is that he's not going to have to lock in on him anymore with Doyle and Ebron. And Funches and Paris Campbell and Naeem Hines. You know, they have all these options on offense. I get T.Y. Hilton is the best of them and the premier option from a yardage standpoint. But from a touchdown standpoint, he's pretty low on the totem pole. And I think that he can really see some regression in that. And if he does, he's going to drop out of this top 10 and be more of a, you know, fringe wide receiver one, more like a wide receiver two. I have him at 12, so I don't 
terribly disagree. It's just that you know what you're getting with him. You, you're getting this yardage total that right. supports the. He scores of, a touchdown. You're gonna feel like you're gonna yeah, win. That the amount of throws that happen in that offense. Right. So a good chunk of that, you know, 4,500 yards that Andrew Luck is. I almost called him Aaron Luck. <laughs> that Andrew Luck is gonna throw for is gonna go to Ty yep. Hilton, and though he spreads the ball around, it's Ty that opens himself up. Yes. So he gashes. Yeah. And that's why he's valuable, yep. but he also can hurt you in the same way. Is he a PPR stud? Absolutely. Not. I think no. if we filtered our rankings by PPR, he would be in the wide receiver two category for all three of us. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton career high catch is 91. That was the year he led the league in receiving yards. Right. But so. should be noted he had a higher yards per catch last year than he did he, that year. What's his what's his career to high touchdown total? Seven. He had it in his rookie year and in 2014 top ten. He's also had six to twice top ten if you're if you're only catching that many touchdowns. That yeah, is tough. Absolutely. But he's also what a plus. 1300 guy multiple times in his career yeah yeah and he had 1270 last year which rounds up to 1300 and missed the cube games yeah. and missed two games five yeah exactly <laughs> so, so i mean you're getting we haven't seen the bet we didn't see the best version of ty, ty hilton but do we get it at this age uh he's gonna be with 30. this many options yeah well, I don't think so, uh, so that's Tom, why I moved him down. I saw you tweet Funches got carted off the field today. Um, not today. Apparently he came back, But he though. came back, yeah. Oh, okay. Apparently he came back. But Paris uh, Campbell, almost said Paris Hilton. Paris Campbell is... <laughs> that's in, hot. That will be done many times this year. He is impressing, um, and he is going to steal stuff from Naheem Hines. Those reports still keep coming out. Pissed about but that. But they're also saying... You know, he's not just a gadget guy. Like, go look at him make these plays today. He was a real NFL, yep. like, red zone threat right there. And those were the same. That was the same day that Funches had left. So it's like Funches leaves, and, and Barry Campbell's like, dominating. I'm hungry. Yeah. Red zone. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to love that sort of yeah. uh, intangible attitude that we've got. And then we're talking about risers or fallers? Fallers. Now. Pick your poison. Well, I mean, we're, if we're, rising, we're having fun. Because that seems like a riser. Has anyone got any more falls? I dropped Amari Cooper down from 20 to 25. I dropped. <laughs> now we're just dropping yeah, it. That's it. Um, I dropped Corey Davis, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Corey Davis. and A.J. Green. Just Sterling Shepard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, A.J. Green. Yeah, so the Giants receivers just, ankle. you know, collectively were like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Not funny. this year. I would have thought if you told me that a Giants receiver broke his hand and won towards ACL, I would say that's for sure Corey Davis or not Corey, Corey Davis. Coleman. This is for sure Corey Coleman who Broken broke hand. his hand, yeah. and Sterling Shepard who did the ACL doohickey. Right, but, and yet, yeah. I mean, I didn't even have uh, Corey Coleman ranked. That's would why you I have had Golden Corey Tate Davis as the PED suspension? Um, I think he'll actually get that appealed. I don't think that drugs, drug, uh, drugs or PEDs are don't, drugs are bad don't usually get overturned. Yeah, yeah but he, he said it was like for fertility. Yeah, and he put it in his body. But then he also informed the NFL and then stopped taking it immediately. Sorry, officer, I was speeding. Okay, son, here's your ticket. <laughs> That's kind of how it seems Could be to that me. simple. Well, check this one out. Ready for my rebuttal? This should be good. I was speeding because I was taking my pregnant wife to the hospital. The law Fair. is the law, son. But you Fair. see, because it's like yeah. still about the babies. It is still about the babies. It's always about the babies, Don. And you know who's insubordinate? Please step out of the car, sir. <laughs> Congrats Easy. to your, your cousin and his baby. My biggest riser was Tyreek Hill. I had him not catching oh, yeah, a pass, <laughs> and now he's WR two. Yeah, so let's go what around. Let's go around the horn um, and just give where we had Tyreek Hill because that was. One of the things we reminded ourselves, hey, we're doing a rankings update. That means we got to put Tyree Kill somewhere. I think so I'm Scott, where do you have Tyree Kill currently? Number two receiver. Okay. Uh, number five, one point behind Odell Beckham Jr. I have him at six, one and a half points behind Michael Thomas. 
the thing is, is I'm all about him. I would. I, I was gonna. I had him at wide receiver too. Tom, go ahead. I was gonna say you can still like pick someone that's ranked below him if you feel like yeah. you have you don't want to have this risk on your first round pick. Yeah. Like if you wanted to go Michael Thomas instead, sure. Yeah, I get that. Like I wouldn't do it, right? Because no, I'm no a risky way. player. But yeah, if you're a more conservative person, Michael Thomas is gonna be pretty good. And I he's mean, gonna have yeah. 100 catches. I still yeah. have them only separated really good. by about less than 20 fantasy points. Yeah. You know? He's still in that elite category, I think Michael Thomas is. And Tyree Kill has that potential to just blow the roof off. So Michael yeah. but he also has some games where he doesn't quite blow the roof off. Yeah. Michael Thomas, somebody the reason I pick him He's as the more example, steady. is a very steady guy yeah. and affordable. So where you have that decision to make, you can make that decision every single time. Yeah. It's yours to do. Um so I moved him up obviously a ton. Tyree yeah. Kill, a huge option here. Yeah. Um with the AJ Green news, it looks like he could be out till week two or so. But I think he in my estimation, four in my estimation, I think he, he he's going to be out for a really long time. Yeah, and I'm not touching him with a ten foot pole in redraft. No. I think it's and probably not in dynasty either because you see this happen to Doug Baldwin last year. You trade for him and he retires. Yeah, so yep. good does that get you, Tom? No kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the big beneficiary here is Tyler Boyd, a new contract, forty four million dollars. Let's go. Great timing by the Bengals because they would have had to probably pay him more. Yeah. And A.J. Green, yeah. who was pretty much looking to get a new contract right along the same career path as Julio. Probably should be getting his. Out. Yeah. yeah, he probably screwed himself out of a cool $50 million. Yeah. So I think that rushing back on a team that we think might now be hitting the skids pretty quickly and risking re-injury and risking your financial well-being yeah. when you have a resume that is your body of work yeah. as A.J. Literally. Green, you can just – Kind of coast this one out. Yeah. I even checked their Kawhi Leonard. Week. I think their their bye week. I know their bye week is week nine. End of uh, sorry, beginning of November. It's a far one. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's maybe even like yeah. tested out season. Pup like Pup like, when the season starts, he's not back till the bye. They right? play the I mean, Ravens in week six, and we know we love AJ Green against the Ravens because he always seems to ball out. Well, he's not. If he misses that, that right one on the fringe there, and then they play again the week after their bye. So, but yeah, I mean. I didn't. I had AJ Green buried pretty deep. If yeah, that one worked out yeah. for you. Miracle, Scotty. You've got is. the you've got the Boyd numbers though, don't you? Oh yeah, Boyd. I'm big on Boyd. We're gonna save that for another episode. Oh, though, Tommy. <laughs> we got another one on the docket over here, but uh, we've got another position. For, on we're the gonna docket. save that for the uh, for the audience. Well, I'll give you a number. I moved Boyd all the way up to wide receiver fourteen. Yeah, Love I it. think. Love it. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think he, you know, that's that's kind of the area that he's going to be in, and you'll see you'll see how far I'm willing to go in the next episode yes. that we air. Uh, another riser for me, uh, and me and Don have talked about him being a pretty cool flex option. I think this year, DJ Moore. I'm like getting more and more in on him. He seems like Get he's it. had a good camp, and you know, he was in all or nothing making plays. So that's that sticks out to me. But um. I'm excited for his upside. That He's dude can move. Got to fix his fumbling issues from last year. Yes. But I mean, you know, you're a rookie in the NFL. You're going to be expected to have some things you need to for work sure. on coming into your second season. Hopefully, that's what was identified. I'm sure it was. Uh, one other guy I'm I'm rising on, Dante Pettis. Oh yeah, I had him too. go nice one. from outside my top thirty into my top thirty. Reports have been glowing from Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle Shanahan. You know, they think that Pettis is going to be the Julio Jones esque player like that. of this offense. And for my his ADP pick from our right rookie now, episode gonna be a Julio. Just don't tease me like that, Don. <laughs> I mean, for him to be getting that kind of praise, like with his ADP, which is currently the eighth or ninth round, 
that he's a great bench guy yeah. to potentially blow up and be a starter for you down the stretch yeah. this season. Him and DJ Moore yeah. in the same type of conversation, yep. both and, uh, very high upside. I moved Pettis up a ton. I mean, if you look at his game logs from last year, I mean, was his, great. his first touchdown, if you remember, was a uh, eyes closed just chuck by jimmy garoppolo that <laughs> yes. he came up with yes but then when he came back after injury he was you know earning back that big snap share that he actually started out with mind you um he scored pretty much every game down the stretch this guy was a hero for me in a like 14 or 16 team league with three wide receivers like when i held on to him it was the smartest thing i could have ever done yeah in your whole life in my whole dang <laughs> life and i'm not even kidding so uh, you look at his December games uh, it, versus the Broncos. He scores versus Seattle. He scores twice versus Tampa Bay. He scores versus Seattle. He goes for a buck 29. He finishes the year extremely strong. So he, they played Seattle twice in their last four games and he went for two touchdowns and 120 yards in the second game. No, yes. no, no. The, they put, I'm just saying I went back out of order. I went Denver, Seattle, Tampa Bay, then just waxed poetic because oh, okay. versus Seattle, a buck 29. And two? And two. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, it's big boy day. And that one of them was 75 yards. Long. Where do you guys have him at? I got him at 30. 29. Oh, 30. wow. I, I should move him up even more. I think I have him at 33. Yeah. That's I, a good spot. Yeah, no. Yeah, in that no range, I think, is a is a fine spot. He's a great, you know, you get him as your fourth receiver, I think you're in good shape. No one's jumping off, j- jumping across the table at you for that one time. Yeah, well, he's a guy that he's a, and we always say this, but he's a perfect example of why not to take a yep. quarterback over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All righty. Would you rather Jimmy Garoppolo there or, or Dante, Dante Pettis? Pettis every time. Yeah. Seriously. So. We'll move on to tight ends. Does anyone have anything to say? I have one. I have two. Uh, Mark Andrews. I didn't have him high enough. Reports were good today. Yeah, we're rising on this. One? I mean, I, yeah, I'm rising on. Okay. Him. Um, I've always liked him to be honest. I think. Yeah, I you've always been a fan. Give him enough credit yardage wise. I know that good he Oklahoma. has. I know that he has that big playability. Yeah. And I didn't really reflect that in his yards, and I don't know why. Um, so I kind of bolstered that up, and because tight end is so ridiculously ugly, he floated way up. Yeah. I mean, I think I had him at 19, right behind Chris Herndon, and I was like. How am I putting him behind Herndon who's yeah. suspended, which I have written here. I mean, 14 games I have for Herndon. And I put Mark Andrews, and he rose up to – now 12 for Herndon, too. Yeah. Yeah, so I put Mark Andrews up to 14. Ooh, that's a nice little climb. That's it's a nice climb. little come up for him. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. It's in, actually in front of Njoku, Ebron, Rudolph, like guys who people really do right. like. But yeah. I people, Guys people are drafting, trash. which yeah. they're not doing to Mark Andrews. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I rose on Jack Doyle, fell on Ebron. I just didn't really I even, fell on Ebron even their numbers out properly. And when I looked at that again, I was like, oh, this is looks to be more of like a Jack Doyle reception heavy season whereas ebron will probably get the touchdown yeah. so they'll both just be really annoying and now i have them ebron at 13 and, and doyle at 16 uh austin hooper i had a little too high i think his upside is just you know it doesn't reach that that level well, of, the, uh, of the other guys up there so here's the doyle and ebron snap thing that i wanted to bring up a while ago but couldn't really find all right so here it is five full games together in 2008 jack doyle and eric ebron right Doyle, 29 targets, six red zone targets. Snap share above 76%, 27 routes per game. Ebron, 15 targets, which is roughly half. Four red zone targets, which is roughly two-thirds. Snaps never above 40%, which is roughly half. And 11 routes per game, which is less than half. Right. So 
the between the twenties action is clearly Doyle. Doyle, yeah. And even the red zone tends could to be. suggest that it could be Doyle. Yeah, because it seems like in the red zone they might just have both of them on the field. And it's even possible. and you want to throw Mo Alley Cox in there. Oh yeah, oh, love him. VCU legend, <laughs> DraftKings legends. Yeah, um, but that's my point. Is yeah. he's a he's a straight up gamble. Yeah, uh, I I would like to suggest the reports have been good about T.J. Hawkinson. They're saying that he was the best performer of the first week of Lions practices, and that includes Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, who are both like and probably not even trying. No, probably not <laughs> at all. But I mean, he's got something to prove, and it seems like he's proving it. And we just go back to those eight touchdowns that Anquan Bolden scored that they, one time. They keep me up at night. And why can't six or seven of them go to TJ Hawkinson? Don't know why. You know, it could happen. Easily could. It definitely could happen. You know? But uh, just a thought. Just yeah. A, just the, a passing Like thought. the third option. Who's going to be the third yeah. option in that offense? Because it's Garner. Yeah. The tight end that I'm officially Let's rising go. on, though, is Greg Olson. Apparently, the healthiest yeah, finally, he's been in a long time. came around. Um, and I, you know, I had him at 16. I've got him at eight. You know, it's still not a tight end you go up and, and get and reach for, but that's the beauty of Greg Olson right now. He's yeah. not going he's not getting drafted His value in is some abs- cases. Absurd. Yeah. Not in our, not in the drafts me and Tom do because we just pick him in the last round. Yeah, of course. Tight end. I've I have i have thrown some respect on his name. Yeah. It's a little too high. It's almost embarrassing. It's uh, <laughs> tight end number six. I have him at six also. But I don't know. I it's Let's hard ride. to parse it out. It's yeah. hard to say that these other guys have a better shot at it. Right. Yeah. Because there's about Greg five Olson's good ones. given me a half decade of being a top five tight end. So and was what am one I just gonna when he was playing say Hunter Henry is gonna have a better year? Yeah. I can't yeah. do that. I'm sorry. Right. And by how many points? I have them separated by literally three points. Yeah, I got them by five. <laughs> <laughs> uh anything else to wrap up, guys? Because we're uh um, we're about at the end of the Giorgio well Tavecchio. Yes. <laughs> climbing my right. Nice, good call. No, I mean, I'll always bring him up. I just, I, it's a shame that people that I play fantasy football with will be listening to this because I think he's a steal of a kicker. And we Here's know another he- thing that I'm growing on, too. Um, Eagles D, week one. Nobody, We haven't really talked about that. Against the Redskins, they're going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in on the Eagles D. That's my defense week one. Eagles I know D is Cowboys D, Cowboys D against the Giants, Eagles D. We're adding options. Yeah. <laughs> Eagles is in the mix now. All right. That's all I got on, on kicker and defense. That's cool with me, man. I was, I was trying to pull up ESPN's uh, cheat sheets for kickers. Just you don't to see. need that, Don. You don't need that. Just to see where they're ranked. Just so you know, Giorgio Tavecchio is not in ESPN's top 15 for kickers. That's why. Oh, Aldrick Rosas of the Giants is ahead of he him. He had a great year, fantasy-wise. He plays for the Giants. Had a great year. <laughs> plays for the Giants. If they just make it to the 30-yard line, he'll have a great year. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> all he has to do is hit 60% of his 50-yard field goals, and he'll be there you go. a monster. All right, that'll do it. Uh, we are coming back, and if we could be so bold as to invite you to our next episode, which uh, should be a doozy, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at RutzFF. Scott's at WagsFF on Twitter. You'll find that link for Draft Day for Dummies on Thursday, August 1st. That's right. Uh, we're very excited to read that. I actually have already read it, not to brag, but I'm a pretty big deal around here. Uh, Don's, our, Don's is, our editor. He, he <laughs> It has to go through him before we send it out. And it has. Uh, I've corrected Scott Spelling on Delaney Walker's first name for the second <laughs> year in a row. Uh, Tom is hard at work at the Hills I'm Willing to Die on, which you can expect in August as well. And you'll find him on Twitter at HillierFF uh, promoting. And we get, Tom's been getting some 
Really good training camp tweets out there. Uh, some rep- he's, we getting he's anything out in. of you uh, from the on the written front this offseason? I got my offseason writing out of the way early with the two early top tens. Fair no, enough. I'm sure I'll be in with take five takes about um, the preseason potentially. Okay, uh, maybe like the, maybe after week three. Nice. Because week four is going to be useless. I figured you'd uh, get in there for something. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you can't keep the greats down for too long. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Why So Serious. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys next week for a bold, bold episode. Keep scoring. Maybe we were born to-